Right now, we're joined by another heavy hitter. Mark Tui is here, advisor to business and political leaders, and formerly at Toronto City Hall, which will inform one of our stories this morning at the very least. Mark Tui, good to have you. Good morning, John Moore. Okay, so let's start with the appointment of David Johnston. Uh, he is, I think, unimpeachable. I know that people will continue to point to the fact that he worked for the Trudeau Foundation, but I just think, you know, some people are good people. Yeah, I think he is good people. I have an enormous amount of respect for uh, David Johnson. I think it is sad, though, that in a country of 37, however many millions we are, there is nobody that can be appointed to do anything for government that wasn't a personal family friend of the Trudeaus. Uh, I think that just kind of hobbles him a little bit out the gate. But all of this is, an, is a canard, because the fact of the matter is we don't need a special rapporteur. What we need is an intelligence agency that could look dispassionately into the facts of this case and produce reports for the government that are secret and provide intelligence or information to the public that is not secret and we have that and they did that you know the first thing david johnson should do he's a man of integrity once the ink is dry on the contract appointing him is to turn around and say guess what you need an inquiry i'm finished Although I also think that one of the tales that is eventually going to be told is that CSIS is a rat's nest of politics. It's almost as bad as the RCMP. Well, I mean, you might have that opinion, but the, the evidence that keeps leaking out of CSIS is corroborated over and over again by the media. I mean, one of the most concerning functions or factors that uh, is coming out of this is the, it, you don't even have to look at CSIS. You look at the, the language that's being used by people who are defending against, uh, you know, MPs of all stripes, not just liberals, who have been caught up in this net of, uh, you know, allegations, the, the language that is being used to protect them, language that's come out of the mouth of the Prime Minister himself, is that, oh, everybody's a racist if they even question them. Well, that language is exactly the language that has always been used by Beijing anytime anybody questions them. Coincidence, entirely possible, but somebody needs to look into this, and I think you have to take the intelligence. If there's something wrong with the intelligence service, fix it. But don't just kind of you know brush it under the carpet and pretend that this isn't happening. Uh, former Toronto City Councilor Giorgio Mammoliti says he's going to run for mayor. You probably had more encounters with Giorgio Mammoliti than many people. Uh, my limited encounters with her with him, um, I always thought he was somewhat of a joke. I can't believe he wants to be the mayor. I don't think he does want to be the mayor, but uh, you know every circus needs a clown, and uh, Giorgio <laughs> Mammoli has found his niche in life. Uh, he will raise his public profile, which is something that Giorgio Mammoli likes. He will have a chance to sort of wax eloquently on ridiculous uh, ideas. What Giorgio is really good at is figuring out, you know, a, an issue that actually bothers people, and come up start with an idea that has an element of sense to it and then keep tightening it down until it becomes ridiculous uh, and ludicrous and he can get headlines and public attention. He's really good at that and that is the the end for his means. He just wants that attention. He doesn't really want to fix anything. He just wants everybody to look at him, to talk about him, and him to be, you know, the superstar. Now, I realize and appreciate the work needs to be done from time to time on Toronto roadways, but I got stuck on the lakeshore on
on the weekend. So I'm very sympathetic, Mark Tui, to motorists who say that it's just become an untenable nightmare. And I think it's just part of a larger pattern in this town where, you know, you, you really can't get anywhere. It's a condo construction. It's a water main repair. It's, you know, it's just it's one thing or another. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no central coordinating agency whatsoever because all of these are done by different city departments and then even more so by private sector companies that have, uh, you know, their job is to go in and fix the, you know, the private infrastructure that is buried under our city all over telephone lines, uh, you know, fiber cables, all of that kind of stuff needs to be repaired, gas lines, etc. But somebody, someone, I mean, John Tory said that he was going to fix that. He said he was going to create a committee that had always existed. He said he was going to personally chair it. Uh, I don't know whether that ever happened. But what Toronto needs, a city of this size, is we need a, a command center, a mission control, just like NASA. You know, one big room where you know, a, a representative of every agency and every, you know, public or private company that does this kind of work, they're all sitting there looking at the same information coming in at the same time so that people can make real-time decisions. And if you're digging up Lakeshore uh, because it needs to be dug up, then you're not working on adjacent or parallel routes. And if a, an accident happens, you address it in real time by changing the flow of traffic around it. We don't do that because it's nobody's job. We need to make it somebody's job. That should be the mayor, I guess. Yeah, although I'm I'm somewhat unpersuaded that there's anything we can do about it. I mean, one perfect illustration would be they were retracking on Queen Street, the streetcar. And so there's no way of predicting what intersection that is going to be at ahead of schedule because they just take it as it comes. And then they started working on university. So I found myself going down university, being thinned down to one lane, and then getting to Queen and being told that I had to turn somewhere else. It's just, it's, it's an unmanageable mess. But they know when all of that stuff is going to happen, and somebody can man. I mean, we we send human beings to space, and we bring them back <laughs> safely, and that is a system that is vastly more complex than fixing a pothole on the street in Toronto. So many more moving parts, so much more at stake, and yet we manage to do it almost every week as if it's just routine. What do you think the consequences should be for a university student who was at a uh, pub this past weekend was caught on surveillance video throwing a woman's wheelchair down a staircase. I just find that, you know, there are errors of judgment that many people make in life, and then there are things that are so unspeakably cruel that there have to be consequences. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of this one. It's amplified because his father is a somewhat notable person. And so we're talking about it where we probably otherwise wouldn't be, although we probably otherwise should be. But in this case, you know, I, I went back and forth. I was wondering why was the wheelchair there in the first place? I read more into the story. You explained it this morning. You know, it was an inaccessible uh, nightclub. And so the woman whose chair it was had to be carried down the stairs to use the restroom and the wheelchair was waiting for her return. I don't know that he knew anything of that, but this just seems like a callous, cold indifference to you know, other humans that aren't within your orbit. And uh, and that, I think, is a broader problem than one kid. He should absolutely be held responsible for it. I mean, there's a vandalism. There's damage to property. Uh, I don't know whether his consequences should be beyond that, but it, it signals a bigger problem that we just don't care about each other often enough. 
Okay, one last story, and that's uh, Major General Danny Fortin, who has filed a lawsuit, a wide-ranging lawsuit, for $6 million. He was sidelined by allegations from back in his university days, um, even though he's now, I think, in his, uh, his mid-50s. Do you think he has a case? I do. I think if the government is smart, they will just say, what do you want? Six million dollars. Here's the money. Please go away. Cheaper than Omar Cotter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this was a, a guy who was a superstar in the military. He was sidelined and, and absolutely publicly immolated. Like he was the face of the COVID, uh, you know, vaccine distribution tax for, task force. He was a superstar and they just plucked him out of that and destroyed his reputation uh, because they they needed to try to protect the institution from further allegations of sexual harassment. Uh, I think he does have a case. I think he'll win. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Take care. Mark Tuohy is an advisor to business and political leaders, formerly at Toronto City Hall, which, as I mentioned, informs the Giorgio Mammoliti perspective.